Hello and welcome to HD Movie Talk. I am your host, one of them, Dean's Beans, and the other host, the American one, the older handsome one. Handsome one. I, I nearly said handsome and I'm not sure why, but the older because one you know and true. the um, more successful one, Fluffy Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Harlan. Hello, Dean. Nice one. Um... <laughs> Fuck. I mean, oh... <laughs> I mean, uh, this is all staying I, in. That was golden. Your... I said a bad word. <laughs> I'm going to send this to your mom. No. To listen. Anyway, this has gone off the rails so quickly. I'm tempted to start again, but I won't. Uh, welcome to episode nine of the Silver Lining. Wow, is it really? Yeah, I I call this one episode. I call this one the Silver Nining where every week we every three weeks we talk about a bad movie and we talk about the good we talk about the bad and then we improve it and this week we're talking about nining the amazing spider-man 2 silver nining this movie probably has like set i reckon this silver nining yeah it's pretty good Did you not hear anything I said after that? I was telling the listeners about how we talk about the good, talk about the bad, we try to improve it. And also we talk about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's what we're doing today. Yeah, fun fact about The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is that I reckon it mentions or sets up nine Spider-Man villains. Is it really nine Spider-Man villains? I reckon. Okay, okay. Sorry, quick sidetrack here. Let's go through them. So obviously you get Electro, Rhino, Green Goblin... Mm-hmm. Doctor Octopus Vulture. Yeah. Who else is in that vault? Who else is? Well, Rhino's in it. Rhino. Oh, you already said Rhino. Yeah, yeah. That's why I took that finger away. Oh, but who else is in the vault? Well, then you also they mentioned Lizard. They mentioned Lizard. There's Black Cat. Black Cat. There's clothing on a on a on a um on a line which is supposed to be the shocker's uniform which is it which is in one shot oh and then my ninth one is the person experimenting on electro in um whatever that place is yeah who the heck is that is the chameleon oh is it really yeah and also there's norman osborne so that's 10 villains the lizard is mentioned so that's 11 villains we already counted the lizard oh did we and then yeah. there's probably like two more down in that vault. So it's probably about 12 villains in this movie. God. Okay. Should I give a synopsis of this movie? Yeah, go on. Give us some, some, some synopsize this for me. All right. So to catch up, um, for people who haven't seen the movie or haven't seen the movie in a while, the movie starts off with like a... Uh, chase scene where peter gets in a bunch of car accidents but it's also his graduation gwen gives a valedictorian speech and it kind of sets up the movie for what's about to come because we get a little bit of some paul what's his name giamatti right that's how you say yeah that's his name um some rhino action um peter almost misses his graduation but he doesn't and then afterwards after the graduation he breaks up with gwen again and it kind of goes as like a back and forth throughout the whole movie um, and then we get into during the chase sequence, as I mentioned, we get introduced to Max Dillon, who is Electro. Don't you know I'm Electro? Um, and then 
we get a little bit more of some Peter being going through his sad boy hours. Um, we get some more of him going around as Spider-Man and then Max Dillon um, after being tormented by his boss and idolizing Spider-Man in a very, very, very strange uh, little scene of Electro kind of showing little bits of schizophrenia almost. Um, he gets shocked and falls into a pool of electric eels and then becomes Electro. And during all this, Harry Osborne comes back in town, meets his dad, Norman Osborne, who is dying of this deadly genetic disease. And Harry's also dying because of it. And then, um, and then Electro goes to Times Square. Spider-Man saves the people in Times Square from Electro. And then before that, guys, this plot, there's so much going on. Before that, <laughs> Gwen tells Peter that she is moving to England, and so Peter's in emotional turmoil once again. The Electro is put in prison by the chameleon who is doing tests on him, and then um, Harry meets with P Harry meets with Peter, asks him, "Hey, can you get Spider-Man to give me blood?" Peter's like, "Oh, I don't know." And then Spider-Man, Peter does go to Harry as Spider-Man and says, no, you can't have my blood. And Harry's very upset by this. Um, which doesn't make sense. But we'll let it go. Um, and then um, happens after that. Happens after that, um, Harry, very upset, pulls out his Samurai Jack moves and gets Electro out of prison. And then Harry uses Electro to like stop the people at Oscorp from taking over. And then he uses those people to give him this. <sighs> How am I doing so far, Dean? Uh, as good as you can with a movie like this. <laughs> And then he, because he found out all this super secret Oscorp stuff with like a glider and this armor, he finds a way to get down to the thing. He has one of the employees inject him with his serum. It goes horribly wrong. And then Electro now escape, tries to take over the power grid, but Spidey stops him and blows him up. But then Green Goblin comes back and is like, eh. and then he kills Gwen Stacy. <laughs> And that's, and then Peter is sad. Okay. Well, that, that was a wonderful plot summary of a complicated movie. Do you want to hear some trivia? Yeah. Yeah. This, let me, let me relax. And then. Okay. Uh, this movie was filmed entirely in New York state, making it oh. the largest movie ever to be filmed in the state at the time. I feel like that's awfully unnecessary. They have the entire movie in New York. They didn't need it to be. Maybe it was cheaper. I don't know. I I doubt it was shooting in New York. Unless they, they say it was filmed in New York State, like 90% of it was filmed just somewhere random upstate. <laughs> um, Maybe. Emma, Emma Stone personally wrote Gwen's graduation speech. Well, that's cute. Which is pretty cool when you consider like that's a big crux 
of like the finale of the movie, that speech. Yeah, it's true. And the dog that Gwen walks when Peter spies on her um, was adopted by Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. How cute. So it was. So cute. Yeah. Um, And Chris Cooper, who plays Norman Osborn, was considered for the role of Otto Octavius in Spider-Man 2. Hmm. And I have the list of the six villains teased for the Sinister Six. All right. Shoot him. List him off. Doc Ox tentacles. Mm-hmm. Rhino's armor. Mm-hmm. Vulture's wings. Mm-hmm. Craven's logo. Oh, Craven. I'm not sure how that works. Green Goblin's glider. That's a mouthful. And Mysterio's mask. Oh, Mysterio's mask is in this? Yeah, so that's six villains right there. And then you've also got Electro, seven. Um, the Shocker, eight. And Black Cat, nine. Chameleon, ten. Norman Oz. But yeah, we got the numbers right. Twelve, I reckon. Okay. Can you have any guess what the question I ask you every single week is? What would Electro sound like if he was had a different accent? <laughs> good guess, but no, it's um. Do we do the good or do we do the bad first? Oh, we do the good first. Okay, thank you. I forget every week, and I don't know how I forget that. But do you want to start with some of your good? My good list yeah. is surprisingly pretty long. My good list is it's, it's medium. Um, the Spider-Man swinging sequences. Yeah, they're so good. 100%. I reckon best of any Spider-Man movie in this one. I don't agree, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they definitely, I think when it comes to the score of this movie, I don't think it's the best one. I think Spider-Man 1 and 2 and 3 definitely still are reigning champs, but it's definitely better yeah. than the new ones. 100%. Yeah, yeah. This I really one, like I think... The first one is good too, but this new one is the at least the Spider-Man one. It's really good. Okay, um, my first good is nice hair. Um, thanks. I my hair was annoying me. I'm going to go with what to start with because I've just got lots of small things that I really appreciate. I like the opening with Spider-Man and the graduation ceremony and all of that. Mm-hmm. I me really too. enjoy all those elements. I think of of like the cheesiness with the rhino. I think. This scene here is a scene that, like, all the um, TikTok, like, film editors, if you, you know what I mean, those kind of posters, they always use clips from this to be yeah. the quippy Spider-Man. And that's for good reason, because this is, like, peak Peter Quips. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I realized, so I have the suit on the good, right? Yeah, so have I. But I realized what bothers me about it. Go on. What bothers me about it is the texture of the red. Interesting. I don't like it. Do you not? Like the Spider-Man Lotus suit. Have you seen that one? Yeah. I love the texture on that one. But whatever this one, it looks like it looks a slight bit party city-esque. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan. Of it. I love I think it looks really cool, but that's what bothers me about it. Figured that out today. Interesting. And another thing I have a good, which happens during the graduation scene, is 
Although we'll talk more about this character later, I like it when Max first meets Spider-Man. I do. Like, I think that is a really sweet moment. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be the best his character is in the movie. Is yeah, like and, and I, that... I think like calling back to that moment later on in Times Square works to an extent as well. Yes, I agree with you. I, I, and, and speaking of Times Square, I put kind of, a lot of that. I really love the slow-mo bit. I like a lot of the Times Square sequence. Yes, the Times Square sequence, that, that one has done really well too. Honestly, watching this movie, I really think the first maybe like 50 minutes, hour, I think is like a solid movie. I think, me too, but I think what the, the thing that the first hour, 50 minutes um, struggles with is they have so much just set up yeah. for the second half of the movie. Yeah, I like feel I, like there's a lot of setup like right in the middle though as well i think the most setup and where it's most egregious is like right before you get to the finale yeah it's I, I, like i feel like the movie it may potentially like even at the end i feel like it, it's so like it's all exposition almost yeah yeah um which is hard because this movie was like sort of it almost seems like it was treated like was you know exposition the, the other thing I had on my good is Spider-Man meeting the kid who shows up at the end. The wind turbine. I put it as wind turbine scene. Yeah, all, all those scenes like that, I think, scenes like that is why Andrew is my favourite Spider-Man. He just muted himself. I, this was going to happen. Okay. But it's Let's sweet, continue. isn't it? It's cute. It's cute. It is very cute. <laughs> Aunt May and Peter, I really like their relationship in this movie. Yeah, I think maybe my favorite scene is when Aunt May discovers the um, mystery board. And then she has a massive kind of thing about being like, oh, you don't need to learn about your parents because I'm your, I'm your parent and I've looked after you and I don't know what to do with you and blah, blah, blah. I think that's an incredibly sweet moment. And it does go downhill when they start talking about his parents. But before that point, I really think it's a really sincere. I also moment. like the laundry scene. The laundry, yeah. I think I think if we if we're talking about chemistry, I'm not talking about like the actual characters themselves. But I think this Peter and Aunt May have better chemistry than the other two. Yeah, I'm with you on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, I I think it's really genuine and it works really well. And and talking about chemistry. We can't mention Amazing Spider-Man 2 in chemistry without talking about Peter and Gwen, which I think... Oh, amazing stuff. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. But overall, I, I think they, they handled really well. Yeah, and they were also dating whilst filming, so you can... There was, there's some undeniable chemistry. There, exactly, that's sure. what I was about to say. You know there's good chemistry because they actually, um, I assume, had an interest in each other at the time. Yes, they did. Um, I think one thing I, I don't think enough people talk about, but I actually really enjoyed is like the look of Electro. It's interesting. I don't. I dig it because like sure. it's new and I I'm understand... not gonna say like what were you gonna say? Say I understand oh, why say. they wanted to change it, but I don't know. If I like the blue. 
Like, I you, kind of what do you like the look? In the, we got new No Way Home posters, and w- one for Electro. I think that look is really cool. I think that look is it, it's definitely better, like undeniably better. Yeah. Um, but I still I like it was like a cool adaptation, and when I, I remember yeah. seeing it for the first time when I was like. 14 12 how old we were when this movie came out when did yeah was it like 2014 this movie came out yeah yeah 2014 yeah. so i was like when i saw that i was like oh okay like it was just like well it's i don't know what i was expecting but that works yeah. um and also another scene i really liked was like not the eel scene <laughs> but the, like the birth of Electro when he like gets out of like his like cocoon almost. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. I think that was done pretty that, well. No, I I like that as well. And 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 I like this like the suit. It's like not very long. It's probably like fifteen seconds. But I like the suit up of the Green Goblin. Like the yes, editing I, there when he's crawling along the floor and then like his suit comes onto him. I think that works really well. Yeah. Um. I I put down Goblin transformation sequence down here too because I think it it's like. I'm going to try to stay away from my problems, but this movie's all over the place tone-wise for me. Yeah. Um, and that definitely is like one of the biggest divergences. Is that the right word? Yeah. Because it, it's it's very, I'm tempted to say like almost like Sam Raimi-esque because it's very like intense. Like, yeah, and, it's like Doc Ock's arms killing the room. Yeah. Um, but I kind of dug, dug it. Like it was, yeah. it was gruesome. And like when you saw it, you were like, oh, and it made you feel how it wanted to make you feel. And I thought it was done really well. It's interesting. So I've got a couple of small things before we get to the one I consider the big one. One of my favorite parts of this movie every time is when Peter goes that he's cleaning the chimney. And then and then Aunt May goes, we don't have a chimney. And then he goes, what? Are you about to tell me they do have a chimney? They do have a chimney. And the amazing Spider-Man 2... There is a chimney in that house. That's interesting. In the video I, game. Yeah. I just think it's a very funny moment. Just his reaction of going, what? No, that, that one is really funny. I One little thing I put down is like uh, the battery scene when he's like testing out the webbing. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. And then when he hits his head with the hammer, because he's trying to get his phone. Yeah. I laughed. That was funny. Classic. All right. Do you have any other little things, or is it time to get to the big one? Um, I another small. I like Peter's distraction. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's funny. But alas, actually, no. Here's here's one last thing. I this movie tried a couple of concepts which I was a fan of. I just think they they didn't deliver on. So I like the concept of um, a different like goblin origin and starting with Harry. I think the idea of that works to like try and differentiate it from the Raimi trilogy and try something new. But I don't think in practice it actually worked. Well, I have something to add for that to that for sure. But I'm with you. Yeah. Of I don't. I'm not one of those when it comes to like comic book movies. I'm like, but that's not how it's supposed to happen. I'm just kind of yeah. like, oh, because this is an adaptation, they're doing things differently. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. And the I'm other one, like, which I'm a fan of the concept of, is like adding more mystery and like 
intrigue around the disappearance of his parents. I like the idea of that. Me too. I have a I have kind of an undecided yeah. um category and that whole thing is in there. Because I I like the because it's not something because it's definitely been a thing in the comics like her his parents being spies I think they are in the comics. But not, to my memory, they haven't really explored it in any movie or TV show. They have apart not. from this one. They definitely have not. Which, which I like. I like the idea of them going, oh, where are his parents? What's up with that? Right. It's a better idea than giving Aunt May a spy movie, which is what they were planning. Yes, they were. <laughs> okay. What, what, what do you think the big good thing is? The big good thing, I think, is the final battle sequence between Electro and Green Goblin. Like that whole set piece. Interesting. That isn't what I was... Well, I was going to be more narrow than that. Well, I feel like that. I mean, the Electro one is done also really well. The Electro one's opinion. good. I was going to go specifically with the death of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. That one, I, I think, is... I would go to say, like, although this is definitely... Well... This might be this. Mm. I don't know. What are you going to say? This is definitely at least top three best deaths done in a Spider-Man movie. I can't think of any better. I think that's the best one. Well, the two others that are I'm considering. Go no, not Doc Ock. I'm going to go with the death of Harry Osborn. Mm, yeah. That one always gets me emotional. And I'm kind of counting the death of Tony Stark when it comes to Peter's reaction. Yeah, that's not really in the... Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying the death of Tony Stark's better than this one? Like, from just, like, from Spider-Man perspective, not as a whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting because I definitely would not agree. Mm, well, it's okay. You can have wrong opinions. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's really. I. It, I think it's the 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 best death in any of these, and I think it's done really well. And it's really sad. And the way the way like time slows down and then speeds back up and slows down again, and you get to like watch the entire moment from start to finish. And I remember watching this in the cinema, and I was like shocked. And and watching and watching this now, I was kind of like, in in a way, it kind of comes out of nowhere, and I think that works to its advantage. Where yeah, obviously we all does. know that's what happens in this movie, but it happens. You're you're like, oh, they're actually doing that, and I I love that it's a big risk to take. It was a very big risk. Can to you imagine make... if they like if they did that in the Raimi trilogy with MJ? Because they never would have. They never would have. That's true. And I I just really appreciate it. like it's a big, and they're never going to do it with Zendaya either. No, not, well, not they for might. a long. Not maybe. Yeah, if he gets like six movies in, I can see it happening. No way is it happening. Well, no, no. Nah, this movie, this one is better than Tony's, but I still love the Harry one though. Fair enough. I might upset you with. Um, no, okay. Should we move on to the bad? Um, no, I want to go through some of my undecided first. I'll decide for you. Quick fire round. The whole parent subplot. Um. Good in concept, but badly executed. 
I think if it like focused maybe on electro in this, it would be fine. Yeah. But I think it's definitely just too much. Yeah. And I, I think it would have worked if they kind of tied it into everything else that was going on. Right. But it seems so out of place. Because it's and... kind of just, it's not, it's not linked to the main characters at all really right and if they kept like his dad coming back in the end which was supposed to happen that scene is amazing as well it would have made a lot more sense yeah but it didn't that deleted scene is so good it's so good but i find it so strange because the movie was over stuff already it wouldn't have worked yeah but i think that would have been a really good end credit scene because the end credit scenes in this was one that isn't on the DVDs or anything like that is a clip from Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like more on the Sinister Six. Right. With so like that, that as an end credit scene is would have been beautiful. Um Yeah. So I'm not it, it I'm just sad that that wasn't included because yeah. I thought that would have made everything a lot more whole, at least in that, but it would have made it more soft. So it's like a give and take kind of a thing. Another thing, the itsy bitsy spider little thing. I quite like that, I think. I will I can't I honestly can't decide whether it's funny or if it's just like dumb. It's interesting. Like I can't choose. Yeah. I um, I think I think it 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 works well because they might make light of it a bit when Andrew goes, oh, I hate that song. Right. So it's definitely like, yeah. I think that element makes it work for me. Black Cat. Just nothing, really. Like, I'm like, why was it even necessary? Like, she didn't need to have that name. And I, for me, it doesn't improve or ruin the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, put it on this side. Because I don't know how to feel about it. Like, The Goblins look. Oh, that's a tricky one. I'm, I, I don't think know out of the three villains in this movie, he looks the best. I don't know. I, I like, because on one hand, I think it's cool, and other hands, I'm like, oh, this is like, I guess, yes, it is the best because it's very disturbing, and that's what they were going for. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give it the best. So, thank you. You helped me get this idea. And last one, Aunt Main nurse subplot. Just need, yeah, it's an inch. I think I think it works as kind of a background detail. But I would have, you just can't focus on it anymore. But also, like, I enjoy the inclusion of it. I think. Okay, me too. Because like the only part where like bothered me a little bit was like at the very end, when it like went to her for a little bit. Yeah, you're right. That's a bit annoying. Because it just kind of interrupted the yeah. flow of what was happening no, you're right that is, i'd cut that bit all right are we getting into the bad now yeah go on start us off paul giamatti paul giamatti yeah that's it wrong no you did no i was agreeing with you oh. just all of it just all of it fair enough i don't like him in it yeah i Not don't like me. the rhino design at the end either because it doesn't look like an animal it doesn't look like a rhino really you need to kind of commit to the look i think but like, like i'm happy with a look... robot suit rhino instead of just a big guy the look is stupid but it, it looks kind of like too top heavy like i feel like i would be able to push that over if i got close enough 
Like it's got such skinny little legs, I could push it over. Yeah. It's just a little boop. Um, Google a picture right now, just so I can. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, no, doesn't. Yeah, if, if I'm correct, Kevin Feige gave like his two cents for this movie before it came out, and yeah. he said that they should cut this bit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And I don't blame him. I I think it works well for the kind of overall narrative thing of being like, um, oh this this Spider Man stopped being yeah Spider Man stopped being Spider Man. Yeah, like that's so, and I think it worked out like that kid coming out. I kind of like that element of it. That's true, but like besides that, <laughs> um. And another thing that I'm going to touch on after that one bit of Max still in the very beginning, everything else. <laughs> yeah. I'd, uh, like, yeah. Like that one crazy scene where he's talking with the cake. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I kind of like a meeting Gwen Stacy, but I think that's about it. Oh, yeah. That's good too. But and like, Times he's Square, just like... like we said, I think Times Square. And the opening is the only good bits of him. Yeah, well, I'm talking like Max Dillon, like before Electro. Oh, okay. like, yeah, yeah. Um, and the electric eel, it being electric eels. Yeah. Dumb. And then him, his, his electricity fixing the gap in his teeth. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> it's always, I like that thing. I, I have put, okay, onto the bad. I put Harry Osborne. Yeah, I put Harry and Peter's like chemistry. I, I think it works in like in the hallway when he comes out of the meeting. Yes, that works. I think that's all right. And then from then on, it's a bit downhill because he's just a bit unhinged and all over the place. Yeah, and I don't really like Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborne. No, I liked him as the Green Goblin, but I didn't like him as um, Harry Osborne. And there's just one bit. Go this on. isn't like an overall movie thing, but this is just this one scene when Andrew Garfield is throwing rocks yeah. where his American accent is god awful. Like it literally sounds like he's like doing like a cheesy New York accent from like a 20s era yeah, musical. Yeah. I've seen the clips of people complaining about this. And it, I mean, it, his accent sounds a bit better now, like looking like tick, tick, boom. It's really yeah, that's good. A good accent. Another um, New Yorker. But it was just really funny. <laughs> um, like I forgot about that, and I was listening when I was watching the movie. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's that. That was bad." But it's <laughs> nothing like really to complain about because, like, I don't know. Mary Poppins is a huge movie that everybody loves, and Dick Van Dyke's accent that is terrible. That, that I think that is the worst accent ever put in a movie. Ever. Well, it's kind of awesome, though. Yeah, I, I like, I like, I think it's interesting that Dick Van Dyke thinks that like his most popular role is his worst one. That is interesting. And I'm like, what other actors have that? You know. Anyway, uh, the yeah, obvious one, Sinister Six, all that kind of stuff. Overstuffing. Yeah. 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 yeah, 
<laughs> and another one, because I don't think we need to elaborate on that anymore, is that this movie just does not end. There's like three or four no. where I think this movie could comfortably go, oh, that's the finale. Even like, I even felt when they defeated Electro, in my mind, I was like, you could like end the movie here and it would be a satisfying ending. Now, I'm yeah. not saying I don't like the bit that comes afterwards. But like, if you cut Harry Osborne out of that movie entirely, I wouldn't be sitting there like, oh, this movie felt like it weirded on a bit of an end note. I think that ended on a bit of a weird note. I think that would work as an ending. I think as soon, like Gwen dying would work as an ending. And then I think, yeah. And then it goes on to Rhino and you're like, why, what is happening? What is all of this? And then it ends like in such a weird place. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to choose that. It's, they did. It's, it's weird. Yeah, overall, not 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 great ending. Um, I've put Ravencroft as a bad thing. Mm, like Somehow this. the Ravencroft in Venom Two is better than this, and that Ravencroft wasn't particularly great. Funny how they do that, isn't it? Yeah. I don't like the scientist dude. The guy that's supposed to be the chameleon. Yeah, yeah. He uh he kind of he doesn't fit the tone of the movie. Is a bit what, of a weird one. What is the tone of the movie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, good one. Uh, um, here I got one. I think that's all my bad. Oh, the, okay, I've got one more. So go ahead. The montage of Peter with like the, um, like with the red tape and stuff. Yeah. It that was fine, but the music they chose for that, it was like this like. Oh, oh, it was um, yeah. Like, it was like, like I'm gonna make this place your home. That's it. Like, That's it. And I felt like it would have been so much cooler if it was like the, like spy, music, and like yeah. the amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That it, it seemed way too like peppy and happy. Like, this is like an intense scene. I don't know. That's just me though. I'm going to complain. I'm going to do something I, I will rarely do. And that's complain about um, Gwen Stacy and Spider-Man in this dilogy. Mm. And that's... I it, it annoys me that they just break up right at the start of the movie. For n- number one, number one, it annoys me because, like, it's a big point to end the first movie on. The first movie ends with, like, Peter being like, oh, the best yeah. kind of promises are the ones that we... Right, we watched this two weeks ago, so we're doing yes, it. we're very yeah, we're caught up. And and then and then and then I remember being and then I remember watching this movie, and I was like so annoyed at that point the first time I watched it. And I'm right, and and the, and the thing is, it really surmounts to nothing. There's no reason why they had to break up then, because they get back together with like five minutes later. Exactly, and I like that scene. I really like the scene of them talking about like the ground rules. Yes. I think I think that's cute and it's funny. But why do they break up? Like, what is the purpose of it in the movie? If anything, they could have had that ground rules scene without them breaking up, and it would have made sense. Yeah. Just honestly, it, it's such a weird thing for me because they go, okay, we ended the last movie. The, th- the last thing you see in the last movie is them getting back together. And it really feels like in this movie, they just go, okay, at the start of this movie, we need to be, we need them to be broken up. How can we get to that point as quickly as possible? Let's do that. Get to that point as quickly as possible. And then 20 minutes later, they're back together again. Like they literally could have gone like, they could have made a thing of like, Gwen Stacy being like, 
you said like you won't keep the promise why haven't you kept like you know something like that yeah i don't know and and yeah maybe and this isn't this isn't a complaint or a compliment this is an observation i enjoy, i don't i don't know specifically what it is but andrew garfield can definitely get away with doing creepier things than toby Maguire can Yes, he definitely can. Because I don't mind. I don't find it weird at all that he was like watching Gwen as they went around or something. But if in those movies, um, if in the in the Raimi trilogy, if in one of the many points in those movies that Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst are broken up, then if 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 he was watching her from a distance, I'd be like, "You are such a creep." Pete. Yeah, that would have been weird. And to- Tobey Maguire isn't as charismatic as Andrew Garfield. That's for sure. Yeah. It's because it's he seemed quite sweet when he was doing it. I think I felt yeah. sorry for him. I was like, "Oh, come on, mate." Um, one thing I forgot to mention while we were um crapping on Harry mm-hmm. is how does he know Spider Man can self heal? Yeah, I it, I think he's just made the assumption that the spiders that bit him, they were like, "Oh, those spiders can self heal." I think, and then it goes into this other point of what. Peter has no reason not to give him his blood. Yeah. And but I feel like, like they, they try to compensate. They try to like explain this within the movie by having Gwen agree with Peter about it. Right. But like, if we're thinking logically here, but Peter says no to Harry before he knows that like the spiders are specifically coded to his DNA. Yeah. That's good, like true, he, if you brought that up later. Yeah, if they would have had that scene and then would have said that, that would have made way more sense. Oh, I just came up with a pitch. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna write this down now. Okay, you do that. I'll, I'll but keep on Although I don't know what in this movie we're keeping and what we're getting rid of. Um, and especially when Harry talks to Peter first, reflecting his Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Peter's like, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I can do that. Why doesn't he say, like, I'll do my best? And yeah. then, like, bro it out. Like, he doesn't need to say no right there. He's not the one who has to give him blood. Spider-Man's the one who has to give him blood. Sorry, I was, like, screaming at the screen during that. No, it's, it's true. I do... Okay, here's one thing. So there's the, there's the, there's the plot point that... Um, so the entire city of New York work, works on this Oscorp grid now. Yes. And that Max Dillon basically designed it and they stole the design off him. Yes. This plot point is barely mentioned in the movie. Yes. And and I'm like, did that's quite an interesting element to this character. That's an interesting element to the finale. And it's mentioned maybe twice in the, three times if you count the finale. I think this is mentioned three times in the movie at a glance, where he kind of goes, Oh, I kind of um I think that maybe you use these designs on your power grid. And then Ryan from the office goes, Okay. <laughs> and then that's the end of that. They, there was a lot of missed opportunities for that character to make him more interesting. Yeah. I feel. Oh, okay. Any more complaints? Um, don't you know I'm Electro? Yeah, don't you um, know? And also, yeah, so he goes, don't you know I'm Electro? And then Rhino has a dodgy moment when he goes, I'm the Rhino. And then, you're a fraud, Spider-Man. Yeah. They're the three characters' weakest, three villains' weakest moments. Yeah, and what that kind of it works in the Tobey Maguire movies, 
because the Tobey Maguire movies are cheesy as hell. So you don't even like think about it. You're like, well, it's the Raimi trilogy. Of course I said something like that. But this one, it's like relatively grounded in realism. Yeah. So when they say those things, it is just like, oh, that was so dumb. Okay, my question <laughs> for you, in No Way Home. Yes. This is off topic. Do you think they're gonna have the cheesy Raimi dialogue for Toby Maguire specifically? Or do you think he's gonna go MCU quipping? A mixture of both. Do you think? I feel like the, the dialogue in the Raimi trilogy, just like in general, definitely has a specific style. Yeah. And I don't think that will be carried over. But like if Spider-Man like runs up to Sandman and goes like, here's your change. That would be awesome. Yeah, I feel like they'll do callbacks, but they're not going to introduce any new cheesy lines. Do you know? Well, I mean? here's the thing. I don't think they're going to have much time to... In, to yeah, that's into- true. You know what I mean? I think I, it's... Think, I don't know. I feel like they're going to be a good like half hour of this. It's a long movie, so I reckon they'll be in a good like forty minutes or so. Oh, that made me so happy. I, th- I honestly, we'll that's what I, I think. If the movie's that long, forty minutes, fine for both of them. I have a question for you. Yeah. For the Spider-Man premiere, this is very off topic. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. I promise. For the Spider-Man premiere, I have two outfits. I have two outfits I'm planning on wearing. Oh, I don't know okay. which one. Yeah. yeah. So I, the first one is a. Marvel shirt with like the sleeves cut off so I can yeah. show off my Spider-Man tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Or I wear my Tobey Maguire um like suit that I wore for that one promo. Oh. I feel like Marvel shirt. Marvel shirt? Okay. I, oh, okay. I don't know. It's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I don't have a no way home question. We've got to just to excite you, there is one episode of HD Movie Talk in between this episode and the No Way Home episode. <laughs> I know. Oh. You're off the chain. Uh, imagine okay. if it's crap. I would love that. I wouldn't. That would be actually really funny. Yeah. Like if it just sucked. Oh my god, that would laugh so. But people hard. would not admit it. Oh no, no! It would it would be like the prequels, where in ten years people would look back and go, "That movie's actually kind of not very good, is it?" Well, here's the thing: I, if Tobey Maguire's in it, there's no way I'm coming out of that movie theater and going like, eh, "That was all right." I'm going to praise the ever living crap out of that movie, no matter if it's good. Or okay, not. but my I feel like the way you were going that sentence, do you not think if if they're like, oh, Tobey Maguire's in it, do you not think that means you're either going to really, really going to like it or you're going to really dislike it because they're going to like do something terrible with that character? Nope. Honestly, I can without a doubt say that like as long as Tobey Maguire comes back as any version of Spider-Man, Think any way at all, I'm going to be more than happy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Should we should we get to improving this? Yes. I think the big question every time we've talked about a bad superhero movie, which has been um Fant Four Stick, uh Spider-Man 3, X-Men Origins, and this. I feel like X-Men we Origins? always pardon? X-Men Origins? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed a class, first class with Origins. Oh, okay. So I, I think we start with the same question every time, and it's a very sensible question. What should we do about the villains? What should we do about the villains? 
Well, Rhino's gone because we don't need him. Yeah. Rhino, that it's really just like a piece, just a plot device. He has no yeah. development whatsoever. Yeah. But what do we do? It's a tricky one because they both have their merits. I think. Could we keep both of them? That's the real question here. Because the thing is, Electro has cool moments. And it, it, if you go just Green Goblin, the movie's not going to work amazingly unless you introduce the Green Goblin a lot later, because obviously he doesn't suit up until the final act of the movie. So what action is there going to be leading up to that point? But then if it's just Electro, then what's the big finale going to be? And like, what's the emotional core of this movie? It's just going to be this lightning guy who, you know. I, f- <sighs> I feel like you, you, you'd, you'd go Green Goblin, to be honest. I would go Green, Green Goblin. Because you can't forget, you also have that incredibly complicated arc of the Peter's parents. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's. So we say we get rid of Electro. I don't know. Could you do both? I don't think so. Okay. Because... Do, you to, do you want to hear my pitch of how we um, do the Green Goblin better? Yes. So number one, I think obviously we'd have to introduce him a lot earlier on into the movie because you need action somewhere in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And, and you'd lose that if you get rid of Electro. So I think um, earlier on in the movie, Harry goes to Peter for blood. And Peter goes, yeah, I'll see what I'll do. I'll go talk to Spider-Man. Gives the blood to Harry. And then, and then later on, he has this whole same thing with his parents, and he has that great conversation with Aunt May. And then he goes down into the train station, and he watches the video, and he's like, shit, I just gave Harry my blood. And he rushes out of the train station, rushes to the other side of, um, to other side of New York, gets there, and Harry has just injected himself with the blood. And then he becomes Green Goblin and escapes somehow. Okay, here's an idea. Go on. What if, like, Harry gets Peter's blood, just injects it right away. Yeah. Um, become he he becomes he gets stronger, mm-hmm. or whatever, but. He's not like he's not strong enough to take down Spider-Man. Yeah, so yeah. Peter like sedates him, like gets him down or whatever. Peter wins. Like let's say this is like the second act. Like, yeah, fight. the the Times Square fight. Yeah, something like that. And then, but it doesn't cure him either. Mm-hmm. Like he still has to fight this disease, Harry. And the third act, P- Harry in like he tries to duplicate the blood, but it makes it more of a concentrated dose somehow. Yeah. But that's what gives him the goblin. Like that's what makes it like significantly worse, and what gives him the appearance at the end of the final act. Yeah, that works. And then how are we tying the parents into this more? Well, I think. I I th- I think you just need to do something. Yeah, like what more can you add to that? 
to li- I just think you need to link Harry Osborn with the that plot more. Yeah, because Harry Osborn really doesn't work. Maybe Harry Osborn doesn't die, or maybe Harry Osborn Norman, doesn't. Yeah, maybe Norman Osborn does hasn't isn't dead yet. Oh, yeah, he, Norman. Osborn. Maybe let's say he's in a coma, and then they go, "Okay, Harry, you're now like in charge of the company because." whatever and then norman wakes up and what if what if norman okay here's my pitch so uh, peter goes and meets harry because he hears that his dad died on the tv Mm -hmm. what if peter goes to meet harry because norman on his deathbed goes someone come go bring me peter parker and that's when you get a little more exposition about the dad and then maybe Harry gets jealous because, like, oh, my dad never liked me, and now he's wanting to talk to you on his deathbed instead of talking to me. And then that's what sends Peter down the line of trying to find out more about his parents. Then he has the conversation with Aunt May, then he goes into the subway. I'm thinking, okay, so... My idea maybe is Norman... Because Harry mentions the spiders to Peter. Maybe Norman tells Harry about the spiders. He's like, that's Spider-Man that came from my lab. I know it did. Yeah, yeah. But like, because I feel like Norman's saying like, bring Peter Parker. Maybe he didn't say bring Peter Parker, but like, he sees like, documents on him and like pictures of him in his dad's room that's what gets him pissed off saying that norman is more um like concerned about peter than him which makes sense because i don't know if you noticed that or know about this but in this amazing spider-man 2 trailer there's like a bit where like harry like shows like that they've been following peter and like yeah and I think that might be interesting to use something like that where Harry's like, we know that like, and this is this is something that I never thought about until I was watching the movie. Do they seriously not have security cameras in those, like with like the spider base or whatever? Like, wouldn't it be interesting if like- Yeah, and like, not only that, but then he's, he do, Peter's favorite pastime is walking around Oscorp and doing silly little things. Yeah. So surely when he escapes with Gwen Stacy- they just look at the footage of that and they go, oh, that's, um, that guy just shot a web at that guy's coffee mug. And it's definitely Spider-Man. Expect, yeah, escape. So, so I'm trying okay, to think, okay. when's, like, when's the best time for Harry to get mad at Peter compared to the best time where Harry asks Peter for his blood. I think the second... Okay, so I reckon he asks for the blood. Spider-Man's... Peter Parker's like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Um, Spider-Man meets Harry, and then the scene after that, Harry is annoyed with Peter, I think. It's a tricky one. Well, how about... let's, Let's try this. Tell me how you feel about this. So, Spider-Man gives P- gives Harry his blood, and then 
Harry goes to his dead dad's room at a, for like to try the blood to like, cause like he's in his dad room. He's like, I'm going to cure myself. And he's going to cure his dad first. And then. Well, is his dad still alive or is his dad dead? Good point. Continue. Let's say for right now with what I'm saying, his dad's dead. And when he's about to inject the blood, he sees pictures of, or when he's injecting the blood, he sees things of Peter and gets pissed off um, and then like sh- maybe like shows up to Aunt May's house and is like where's Peter hmm. and then like <sighs> maybe shows up at the Stacy's at some point yeah I don't know. it's tricky because there's so much going on in this movie um, but it's all like interlinked. You can't just get rid of one thing and be like, oh yeah, this works now. Yeah. Because yeah, everything's interlinked, that's for sure. Apart from the parents. <laughs> or maybe how about this do? This happens. He injects the blood, sees pictures of Harry, sees pictures of Peter. Harry calls up Peter and is like, what were you doing with my dad? And then he, Peter's like, what are you talking about i never talked to your dad and as he's saying this like that's when like his like first transformation kind of starts to happen mm. and he like starts screaming and like drops the phone and then peter's like harry harry and then harry, rushes and over rushes over there and then there's a nice old fight yeah and um, but what how, how does this fight work dynamically when it is just he doesn't have any of the tech and it's just him being like ah because you kind of want it on larger scale well, it could like like kind of destroy some of the Oscorp building or like the building that Harry is in. We can have some destruction there. But like as I said, like he Harry would just be like stronger. Yeah. Like, not Spider-Man, but like the goblin disease kind of amplifies it and he's a little bit like looks weird and like misshapen. Mm. Um, but you can just tell he's stronger. Maybe like his muscles get bigger or like something like that. I think you can do the same thing with um with later on in the movie after this fight he gets kicked out of the company and everything. And then maybe yeah. he breaks back into the company to steal the te- like the glider and the bombs. Yeah, and maybe he can able he's able to do that because he still has that cube that his dad gave him. Yeah. Um and then the final sequence is oh crap then we're doing that damsel in distress thing <laughs> i think so, you can... hmm because no, it the whole better if like he goes okay i'm like maybe the green goblin is robbing the oscorp tower at this very time and he's like killing the staff and everything so peter rushes over that and you get the same moment of him being like oh i don't know how I can use my webbing or whatever, just create a problem like that, which Gwen then solves. And then there's the same moment of Gwen being like, oh, I'm going to come with you and help because I know Oscorp Tower. I know my way around there. I can help you out a lot. And then Peter goes, no, webs are up like he did there. And then Gwen rushes over. Because I think the element the element we get in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 where Gwen shows up at the final battle is a good kind of twist on the mm-hmm. damsel in distress thing. And I think by still including that, it would, it would work. If, if Peter's like, I'm going to go stop him, and Gwen's like, no, I'm coming yeah. as well. 
So, okay, I think we got this figured out. Uh, well, one thing. Does his dad return at the end? Yes, because we have time. Good, okay, go ahead. Go Take us through our movie. Okay. <laughs> so, the movie starts out how it did. There's like this chase sequence without Rhino as, you know, great, I mean, as... When you can just do the shocker or something. Yeah, it's it, nothing over the top like Rhino was. It can still be Paul Giamatti for all we care, but just not like crazy. Um, as Gwen Stacy is giving her valedictorian speech, um, but then very quickly after that, oh, wait, we didn't even touch on the whole will they, won't they. Of- Let's get rid of it. Just get rid of it? Did they get back together? or they? Yeah, they're back together as a couple and they just have cute couple scenes throughout. Okay, cute couple scenes. And then the conflict is, um, I'm going to London and that's the conflict in the relationship. Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then Harry comes back and when he comes back, his dad's like, there's this, this Spider-Man guy. He definitely you know, has a bit of Oscorp in him and I don't know how. He's like, okay, okay. Then Peter comes back. He's like, he tells hey, him about the virus and everything. Then as well, right? Yes, yeah. Along with that, is that too much exposition? Oh, we can make it interesting with flashbacks. So it's okay. Um, and then Harry and Peter make meet up, basically the same way they did in the movie. Um, and then we get some of. Peter, you know, trying to piece together his dad's death and like his parents disappearing. And then we get um, a scene, the scene where like Harry's like, yo, I need you to get Peter's, I need you to get Spider-Man's blood for me. Like, please. Yeah. Morbius and then style. Morbius style. Yeah. Jared Leto style. Your favorite. I've got, okay. Yeah. No, continue. I was about to sidetrack side us. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get um, some more cute couple scenes between Gwen Stacy and him. And then finally Spider-Man comes back, gives Harry the blood. And it, you know, it it brings that. And as, wait, hold on. As Harry takes the blood, as Harry takes the blood, um, sorry, my mom is home. (laughs) As he takes the blood, um, what if we say it's like that's when Peter is on like the um train? Sure, yeah, that's just Peter is on the train learning everything. Yeah, and, and he's then, like, then oh he goes, shoot, oh no, yeah, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And then as Harry's taking the blood, he sees a picture of Peter and calls him. He sees a picture of Peter in his dad's room. Yeah, and so then like, he gets annoyed because his phone starts ringing and it's Peter, and Peter's like, "Don't take the blood." Hmm. Yeah, right on. So then that happens, and he's like, what were you doing with my father? And then he starts, like, screaming because his body's changing. And then Peter's like, rut-row, comes over, big second act, fight sequence. And then um, if, and then Harry's kicked out of Osborne. Peter feels bad, learns more about his family. Does he learn anything? It's it. yeah, what else nah. happens? Um, you, you get you can get the whole Gwen London thing in then. Oh yeah, that's when you get the whole Gwen London thing in, and then, 
um, Harry Osborne breaks into Oscorp, takes a suit. Meanwhile, this it's the bit on the bridge when he writes, I love you. Yeah, why not? During all this, Harry breaks into Oscorp. He gets a more concentrated solution of the blood. Maybe like from a little droplets he had, he makes it just like Gwen Stacy made the um, lizard cure. Lizard cure. He does that, but it only makes his situation worse, amplifies all of his least favorite qualities, whatever, blah, 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 blah. He becomes a Green Goblin we see at the end of the movie. Peter's like, oh, no. Gwen Stacy's like, I'll come with. And Peter's like, don't. He starts finding the Goblin. Guess who comes back? Hey. Gwen Stacy. And then and then Gwen Stacy is captured by the Green Goblin. Maybe Gwen does something to really help first. Like she gets onto an Oscorp panel and does something. Like maybe she evacuates the building. Like she opens up. The Green Goblin's locked all the doors and all the employees are stuck in there. And Peter's maybe like... like- can she like deactivate all the weapons like once he gets the glider she like deactivates the bombs and like missiles yeah. and stuff yeah and then he looks and grabs her and right yeah. and that that works and then they leave the oscorp tower and they go to a nice picturesque clock tower to kill her yeah because you and have we those get cool scene. visuals and then at the end we have peter's dad come back yeah oh then- my god we're so good at this. We we are we've done this n- nine times, and what's our best one? I think the Ghostbusters one is still our best one. I think Ghost that was so good, and I was watching Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I was like, our movie's better than this. Yeah, that was a good one. We're so this smart. Is really good as well, to be fair. Yeah, we should. I, I wonder. The worst one's probably Holmes and Watson, but what on earth do you do there, mate? Yeah, this, you just got to change the movie entirely. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we need to do our returning segment of The Silver Lining. Every time we do it, we go, is this movie worse than Holmes and Watson? Three, oh. two, one. No. no. I liked this more than I thought I would. I like... I'd you know what it was missing, though? It. What? It was missing... Actually, um... no, I know what it was missing. So, obviously, Paul Giamatti, you can tell by that, and an Italian name... An Italian name. But for some reason, they just gave him a Russian accent. Yeah, why don't you just go all the way with that one? Actually, okay. If we're doing this, I'm going to go on to the tangent I nearly took us on earlier on. I watched House of Gucci today. Oh, me too. I saw it a couple days ago. What did you? Me and my friend were literally laughing in the cinema at Jared Leto. He was awesome. I, I It was so bad. <laughs> I loved him in it. I thought he was actually like... But how much of that was intentional? Because I honestly cannot tell. Okay, we need to save this for later. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, go on. Give give me your impression of um, Jared Leto in that movie. Jared Leto or Paul Giamatti? Jared Leto in House of Gucci. <laughs> the trick the trick is to start every sentence twice. He goes, well, well, "You got my pictures. Ah. <laughs> Do elephants shit in the jungle?" No, they don't, <laughs> because elephants don't live in jungles. I loved him in that movie. I did not. I really did not. <laughs> All right. What do you give this movie out of 10? Okay. So the original movie. Yeah, the original. Four. 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 It, really? I, enjoyed it, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I honestly, I would give it a six out of 10. Really? I went low because I thought you were going to get annoyed with me. So I'm going to bump that up to a five. I'll give five out of 10. Like it sucks, but it's a, still a good movie. Honestly, you're going to be annoyed with me for this. 
But off the top of my head, I can't decide which one I prefer out of this and Spider-Man 3. I prefer Spider-Man. You need to rewatch Spider-Man 3. I've, we watched it like like a month or two ago. Yeah, I know. I just... Okay, sidetrack here. If we're talking about Spider-Man 3, th- th- these movies have all the same issues. But for me, these this one has more charm because I prefer Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Well, I prefer Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I know. And also, Sandman's a great villain. This, this is... This is not important. How? What would you rate the movie that we made? Movie that we made, I would yeah. give it. I give it six. I would give the movie we made like an eight out of ten. I was gonna go nine. I think just because imagine how good that Gwen Stacy death is. Yeah, and the dad it, coming back, it would work so well, and you'd be like, "Oh, that's setting up a sequel in good in a good way." Yeah, God, we're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> and on that amazing note. Adios, everybody. I should have seen that coming. And yeah, I guess we'll just see you next week. Thanks for listening. Um, And goodbye, I suppose. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.